0: Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge Illinois views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit wgnradiocom Behind the Badge. Emily Rauschenberger is a mom of five. Her husband, Mohammed, was born in Palestine. She is trapped with her children and husband and rest of family. They're trapped against the Rafa crossing, which is closed, and the bombs keep falling, and there is no water, and there is no food. As some Americans in Israel are being escorted to safety through the U.S. State Department, what's happening to Emily Rauschenberger and her five children? She was interviewed by CBS News.
1: It's ironic, I suppose. There's just not enough political will, for
2: some reason, to push for more assistance for, for Americans in Gaza. If we're concerned about American life, it should be all American lives.
0: This is about family, not just war. And family ties and family needs. And they're being helped, some, by the State Department to get out of Israel, while others, like Emily Rauschenberger's family, and her five children are not. To help us understanding all this is Emily's father, John Rauschenberger, and her brother, Joe, who have been frantically trying to reach media and get their story out there to help their sister and their daughter get out of Gaza. And where are you? As Joe Rauschenberger and John Rauschenberger panic and do everything they can to help Effort, some kind of escape as the bombs are falling and the water's running out and her and their grandchildren are hungry you're on the Chicago Way podcast on WGN Plus so this is a guy who lives high on the hog and he has this Tammany Hall style attitude to power and um, it is it's the Chicago Way absolutely the,
1: the Chicago Way is a deep cultural phenomenon
3: it's the chicago way
1: the chicago way that's the focus
3: in a tower by the river there lived a man
0: there was a man who took a stand with pen and paper in his hand defeating foes in every ward with a pen more mighty than the sword no escape from his ink lasso in a tower by the river Castle. Here's how you get him. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun, he sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the shit back Before we go into the interviews and the explanations of the catastrophe, just refreshing, I'm John Cass, John Cass News, Editor in Chief, Orthodox Christian, father, husband. And Jeff Carlin is Jeff Carlin, executive producer of WGN News. Okay, we're here with John Rauschenberger and his son, Joe, approximately 500 Americans stuck in Gaza who are not being invited on the charter flights to get out. And I got to think that this is terrifying for the Rauschenberger family.
2: Absolutely. They're, uh, they're, uh, petrified as we go into the fourth week john um i think they're getting more and more concerned um and uh, there are, as the as the refugees head from the north to the south it's getting dicier every day and uh they have my daughter has five children with her and her husband they were there to visit uh, his ailing grandmother family owned a olive tree farm in the far south east corner of gaza um, and they were there for a short visit, wrong place,
1: at the wrong time. And your son's with us, too, Joe. Em- Emily's the, the the daughter we're referring to, which is your older sister. And the the toughest part, it seems like for you, obviously, being removed from the situation, is that there's there's no way to get a hold of them regularly or even consistently. consistently and, and, and getting updates, obviously, as, as we can tell, are, are really hard. What's the situation there?
3: Um, yeah, it's been difficult we were able to get a hold of her most recently here in the last uh 12 hours so we've had a positive indication oh great but, uh you know that's why speaking to you folks is important about amplifying the message and um you know also want to say to you know how how we're dealing with it and how we're hearing from her is you know uh we have been able to get her a voice there in Palestine and she has Um, demonstrated such courage and strength and poise and said some really powerful things about, you know, progress at the minimum needs to come from this suffering. Um, And so, yeah, you know, where, you know, when we have gotten a hold of her, it's it's been, it was almost saintly where she said, you know, Mm -hmm. I know how you feel. I've had family under siege in Gaza before when I've been sitting in england crying and trying to do everything i can and uh you know just the strength and poise and resolve and endurance um you know mentally you know here it's again me and my dad are having a hard time and uh we're certainly realize it it must be uh in infinitely uh more taxing over there um can i I jump in a second john and uh,
2: john Um, my daughter is a is a uh, citizen of the world. She did her undergrad at NYU. She did Teach for America in Intercity, Baltimore. Wow. At the same time, got a master's in education. She's planning to come back to Chicago at a at a, a job we helped her land. Only to be recruited to go to England because England decided to mimic Teach for America called Teach First. She goes over there falls in love with the job, is based out of Manchester, but goes to London every other week. That was her territory. Can you imagine 24, 25-year-old young lady loving that? She meets she meets her husband, who's a British citizen, but his, his, his heritage is uh, 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 Gaza, Palestine. And um, um, then she uh, finishes that, gets a PhD in international education at the University of Edinburgh, and then takes a two-year position uh, at uh, the Queen's Foundation in Amman, Jordan, um, where she helped rewrite the country's educational requirements. They're finishing up that two-year contract. They're heading home to England and stopped by to see the family. Wrong place, wrong time. And to, to her credit, as Joe said, my daughter Emily is steely, steadfast, pragmatic, and positive. Um, and she's holding up. I think that's what keeps the kids uh, focused. They have five children from age four to 14, but they were one of they they were they were relocated on uh, October 9th. They were in the southeast section of Gaza in the agricultural area where the olive tree farm right near the border. And the IDF said, you got to move. Uh, then they went to um, Con Yunus and they were told to move. Then they moved south and they were told to move. So now they're in their fourth location with 31 people in a three bedroom house where it's not the last week, they're now bombing in her immediate area to the point that they uh, can feel the wall shake. So the worst part, she said, is at night, um, you know, scares the bejeebies out of the kids. Um, so Israel, from
0: what I understand, has asked everyone in the north to move out, move south. So is right. the, but I also hear that the gates, to get into Egypt are closed. So what's going on? What 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 is this? A bottleneck of potential death and destruction? What what are we seeing here?
2: From from what we know, uh, the first the second day this happened, we registered Emily and her family with the U.S. State Department for evacuation. They had it up on the website already, and at the same time, Emily registered at the UK Home Office's evacuation. Uh, internet because her husband is a British citizen and all five her kids were born in Manchester. So they're both English and U S citizens and carry both passports. So um, early on, they contacted Emily and me because I was the one that uh, entered their information on the state department website here in the States
0: yeah. and said
2: the border. So for two straight days, they went to the Rafa border and stood outside um, with no facilities uh, in in a court area with about 500 other Americans for 10 hours and nothing opened up, nothing happened. And, um, and again, as, as Joe might tell you, all we know is what Emily tells us that they hear on the street, what's going on, but we have no information about what's going on at the border. And since those first two days back in early October, the 9th, the 10th, the 11th, we haven't heard a thing from the State Department. And I think, Joe, you talked to Emily one day, and she said they have heard from the U.K.?
3: Yeah, the U.K. Home Office was giving her consistent uh, telephone calls just to check her condition, where in terms we didn't get that uh, privilege from the State Department directly, but um, But, you know, on on the macro level of what's going on at the Rafa border crossing, you know, it's, you know, the nexus of Middle East politics, right? But, um, you know, three times, you know, 500 American citizens have been prompted to make that journey to the border. And and that would include a whole bunch of other foreign nationals that are there, too. I know Emily said... uh, it was actually the kids got to see their friends from the international school that they've known from Penn Palin and that they had, you know, the, the British kids and the French kids and the American kids and that, that the, uh, the, uh, they had a big soccer game there. But, uh, you know, on that, on back to my idea, just, just real quick of, you know, yes, as you're saying, Mr. Cass, the official word from, the Israeli Defense Force is they're trying to displace a million people across the Wadi River in the South Gaza. and they've now, and that's you know the size of the piece of land itself and how dense it is that's not even practical under the best terms that could exist. Now there's no water, there's no power. The roads are bombed. There's bombing twenty four hours a day. You know there's no place for these people as we said emily's gone at the very beginning she was displaced by idf order and though so she's on the run they can't go back and get an extra pair of clothes because they're a legitimate target under what they're using um as their official rationale and so yeah the people are on the run as we said there's 40 50 70 people in Packed in these apartments and they're just sitting
1: there. I can't imagine what they're going through, and, and uh, any idea of how how the children are holding up in all this. I know children, we always say are resilient, but I, I you know, they have friends. That's great, but what what's going on with the kids? Like it just uh, breaks my heart.
2: My my, my sense is uh, three days ago I had about a thirteen minute call, and you know, even in the U.S., sometimes cell calls are spotty or break up. Sure. Right. But I had th- a good 13-minute call with them, and uh, I'm the, the designated caller because I've got the best eighteen deep phone <laughs> package, that the, the family said. But the kids are upbeat and they're positive. The reflection of their parents who've taken this and, and, and tried to put a positive spin on it, um, uh, they, uh, they were able to hack an e-bike battery to charge their phones and their huh. uh, 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 iPads and, and laptops. The kids also have for their uh, iPads, the little handheld solar panels mm-hmm. that they put out on the on the uh, window sill during the day to try to keep everything charged up. The bad day is when there's it's been cloudy a couple of yeah. days.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but they're, they're very positive and upbeat. One thing I told them, uh, they call me pops. And I said, uh, I said, kids, I want the four older ones, not the four year old, but the two nine year old twins, 12 and 14 year old. I'm going to bring you guys an early Christmas. (laughs) So when you get out, I'm going to show up in London uh, when you fly in there, and we're going to have early Christmas. So would you guys put together an early Christmas list? Do 10 things you want and prioritize it. And my daughter, Emily, said the next time I talked to her, Dad, the best thing you ever did was that. They spent two <laughs> days arguing and debating and and, and reclassing them.
0: I just give you some word of advice. Don't give them Chelsea tickets. If you're, <laughs> Manchester, you're Manchester United fans or City fans, don't give them Chelsea tickets. <laughs> you know, well, when when my kids <clears throat> were little, Uh, we lost them for a few minutes in, uh, Oak Brook. They were hiding in the coat wrecks, you know, Mm -hmm. the circular coat wrecks. And Betty, uh, screamed and shut the whole store down. (laughs) Got Marshall. I think it was Fields or Macy's, whatever they called it. And they shut down the whole store and, and, uh, and then they went store, you know, quadrant by quadrant to find them. But I, I can't imagine. I just cannot imagine even now, even though she's grown and, oh, dad, I'm a grown woman now and I have my own children. I can't imagine what you're, how you and your family are dealing with this. I just, I just can't put my head around it.
2: It's, it's, uh, it's, it. it's a challenge to say the least. And wouldn't you expect the mother of five kids, she lamented to me, the adults are all fine, but I'm worried about the kids, dad. They haven't had fresh fruit or any type of meat, chicken, uh, lamb, anything now for almost three weeks. Mm. And, uh, she says they're able to to source, you know, starches, uh, you know, rice and bread and things. And I said, well, this won't be forever. Emily, uh, keep a stiff upper lip on this. And, and Joe, my son, Joe's a soccer fan, Joe, which team do the, the kids
3: support? You know, they, they, they play, um, the twins are really taking off. Um, it's a, it's kind of a cute story because I'm a Manchester City fan um, and have been so being an Oasis fan, die hard for 30 years. My dad took me to England to see Oasis 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's kind of a cute symbolic story where I've always tried to uh, impress Manchester City fandom on them, at least trying to save them from being United fans. <laughs> lo, lo and behold, they're live, they are Liverpool fans because they uh they and their friends identify with Mo Salah. Oh. Wow. So they kind of poignant him being an Egyptian yeah. Muslim. So uh, you know, it's even as hard as you might try to uh pass along uh fandom, you know, folks will find what works for them, maybe.
0: I've been trying to think of what might work out, like you know. Not that I can, I can, ha- I have a magic wand or something, because I don't. But I've been trying to think of what's the way to think about this thing. And uh, once you get past the murders and the bloodlust, it's going to calm down. People have to calm down eventually. Have either of you reached out? I would assume you have to congressmen or congresspeople.
2: We, we've and, and, got we've got two senators and five reps that have all written letters and have reached out, um, but to no avail. Um, they're they're at wit's end. I've offered to fly out and knock on doors, but the the, the coaching I'm getting that's going to be a waste of time, energy, and effort. And you know this whole thing started with us uh, uh, reaching out through media. Is the third day of the uh, in, uh, war. Um, I c- got through to the State Department in D.C., got a hold of a real person. Um, I was told to register. I said I did. And I said, what I need to know is it sounds like everyone says there's a plan to get Americans out of Israel, which is great. What are we doing for the people stuck in Gaza? Believe it or not, he said, well, let me put you on hold and check. Wow. You know, usually you get cut off with the government or they don't get back. Right. He get back in about 10 minutes and said, there's no plan at this point in time any american stuck in gaza has to s- exit safely on their own and that's what set me off and i called up wink news in fort myers florida because i'm right now down in florida went up to wink news knocked on their door told them my story and they put me on tv locally cbs national picked it up and then we've it's been a kind of a, a spin from there and this isn't supposed to be about me john and jeff this is about mm-hmm. my daughter and five other 500 other americans How do we get them out? Because there's only one way in or out unless you're going to do an amphibious escape. But um, uh, it's 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 good. You know, uh, my daughter said every day, every night it gets the bombing gets a little closer and that there are uh, uh, mosques, banks, rec centers around them. that are all being bombed. And there's got to be smart bombs uh, by Israel. So, you know, I just don't understand why they're bombing in the southern end of Gaza when the fights in the northern end. And now there's more and more refugees. And and, and to your point, you're right. There, there's, there's a major bigger problem to solve here. But the short term, um, I just i am frustrated and have to say it as a 73-year-old that's paid taxes all my life. All the money we've paid to Egypt in foreign aid and military aid, um, and I know this is a multi-person decision between Israel uh, and Egypt and the U.S., and some say Hamas, but I think not at the border. Why can't we just get that thing selfishly open for five, for, for 24, 48 hours for the Americans and the other foreign nationals? We get the Americans out, my daughter and her family gets out. That's what we're praying for. So this is to keep the spotlight. And, and uh, heartfelt thanks to you, John and Jeff, that you're, you're discussing this with us, because you just never know who knows who. Right. And by the way, we have a family motto. And our family motto is we're all in till they're all out. And I come from a large family of five siblings and um, we have an extended family. And my sister, Laura, was on NPR in uh, in uh, Tucson yesterday. Joe's working the D.C. market. He's been on TV there. I've been blessed and been able to get on WGN TV, radio and uh, TV and we were on CBS uh, with uh, The Morning Show with Gail Brown. We've been at Lester Holt at night, just drawing attention to how do we get the Americans out across the Rafa border? And anything, John, Jeff, you can do, will do. Just tell us.
1: Your family is is kind of the perfect encapsulation of, of humanitarianism. I mean, your daughter, obviously, an American living abroad, meets a gentleman, you know, as you've got should, a family that's... Right. I mean, it goes, is is clearly driven to make the world a better place. And, you know, our uh, State Department has their hands up and say, hey, we can't do anything. You know, we're not, that's not our thing. Is there any any advice you have to say a family that maybe hasn't hit that, you know, media uh, point where they've, you know, been gotten lots of coverage? I mean, who are in a similar situation, who are trying to get answers. Anything you can, advice
3: you could give them? Please, please contact us, you know, whether through the media outlets that they see us on, but, you know, contacting you or Jeff, yeah. or you or John always have, you know, uh, send us anything you might get. And, uh, we're out there on Facebook, primarily my, my name, Joe Rauschenberger, uh, you know, because yeah, just more information and more voice, you know, again, we're trying to amplify, um, and yeah, just, you know, not that we have all, uh, yeah, let's just, yeah, we're just trying to amplify, I suppose. Well,
2: and, and, and you know, John, you remember probably Jeff too. I'm very fortunate to have a brother, Steve Rauschenberger, that was in politics in Illinois and ran sure. unsuccessful statewide. Yeah. You know, a man who should have us. been
0: governor. <laughs> <Your> <laughs> brother should have been governor. I wanted him to be governor.
2: Amen. And, you know, he's got us in touch with LaHood, he's got us in touch with, uh, Mike, uh, the congressman from Southern Illinois, his his name is Casey at the moment. But uh, we're we're working with anybody and everybody. So, uh, you know, I'm John Rauschenberger at gmail.com. We got a network right now of 500 people. We're emailing, keeping up, suggesting what they do. And, you know, all we want to do is get the Americans out. And, you know, it's just getting frustrating because into the fourth week, one thing my daughter said, she said, they had every day is like Groundhog Day. And the cute thing they do, she said, it's kind of like living in a tribe. And I said, well, what did you mean? She told us a couple of weeks ago. She said, well, the men get up every morning and go source uh, food. Uh, the older boys get up every morning with the, with the water jugs and go find a water truck. And the women go get bread. And my 14-year-old granddaughter told me one time briefly that she was in line to get bread Got up to the window and a couple of women elbowed her out. She got pushed out of line. The door shut. She didn't get the bread that day. She said, She said, Pops, that's never going to happen again. <laughs> and talk about a life lesson at age 14.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: but, um, and she said, That's like going to camp. Everybody goes to bed at the same time because when the sun goes down, you know, there's no electricity, there's no TV. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and there's no, nothing to do in the apartment with 30-plus people, so everybody goes to bed. So, Dad, it's like when you sent me to Girl Scout camp. But th- they're holding up. And, you know, we're open for suggestions or ideas, as you said, Mr. Kass. Nobody's got that magic wand, but other than keep putting the spotlight on, the government's got to do something. Somebody's got to step up. Somebody's got to be a leader in this. Um, you know, we supply everything to Israel. We supply everything to to, uh, to egypt um we're a big supporter of jordan um it, it's just it's just beyond my comprehension why they can't get together and open that border selfishly for the americans and then the foreign nationals like joe said there's there's brits there's canadians there's french there's german and my daughter did say when she was there those two days where they stood in line for 10 plus hours about a third of
0: everybody is kids they're kids Jeez. people don't mind opening their door but they're worried about the five thousand people behind you. You know? Right. Yeah. Like you open the door and then oh what happens? Yep. It's no, I understand. Mess. It's a mess. And uh we're we're gonna we're gonna put something on John Cast News like uh your contact so people can reach you. Please. And um uh, Good luck to you and uh, let me know and Jeff yeah. know whenever I can help you or whenever we can help you. Yeah. And anybody listening to us, too, knows how to get
1: a hold of John and I, and, and we can put you in touch and, and connect everybody who, who needs help or thinks they might need some advice. You know, we're, we're happy to help. It's the least
0: we can do. Reach out to John at JohnCastNews.com. That's where I am.
2: And for, from Joe and me and our entire family and Emily and her husband and five kids, our heartfelt appreciation for this time and this opportunity to kind of continue the spot and get the message out. We just want them home safe. Yeah.
0: Thanks. Thanks,
1: John. Thanks, Thank Joe.
3: Yes, and John. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you both guys. And, and uh we like I said, I hope the best and we'll uh keep them in our prayers. Thank you.
0: Appreciate it. For John Rauschenberger, father of Emily Rauschenberger, grandfather of five Rauschenberger kids. And her husband, Muhammad, trapped, all of them trapped in Gaza, trying to get out, unable to get out, as the bombs are falling. And for Joe Roshenberger, her brother, and for Jeff Carlin, executive producer of WGN Radio News. And for me, John Cass, husband, father, Greek Orthodox Christian, Editor-in-Chief of JohnCastNews.com. Thanks for joining us on The Chicago Way. And join us again next time, won't you?